Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. It's about, uh, oh, about a month ago we devoted this podcast to a discussion on how the COVID-19 pandemic was impacting the judicial system, uh, stay-at-home orders and shutdown of businesses as well as, well as court facilities. Those were all just beginning at the time. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell. And, and during that podcast, Lavelle Law criminal defense attorney James Dore provided a, a summary of court closures at that point. Um, he talked about the impact to, to due process and shared some thoughts on what the weeks ahead might look like. Well, Mr. Dore joins me again today on Liberty and the Law. And James, I'm going to drag you right into the conversation um, now that another month has gone by. What, what are some of the initial impressions you've had regarding court closures and what's going on in the system? Uh, initial impressions, uh, there's a lack of action out there. Uh, things in courthouses are trying to keep uh, as few people going through the courthouse as possible. So cases that are, um, I guess, not on an emergency status in most cases, and aren't considered felonies or something that, the, like I said, it has an emergency aspect to it, are getting continued kind of generally and across the board in many counties. Um, looking just locally here at Cook County and DuPage County, um, we, we expect continuances in criminal cases across the board unless somebody's in custody, uh, unless something's set for a hearing or a trial. Um, but even in some of those cases, the, the, the Supreme Court has suspended the uh, supreme uh, the uh, speedy trial rights in Illinois. So mm-hmm. there's delays, and there's and it's and it's um, you know it's hurting some defendants. And you know it, my feedback on it is, you know the courts are are somewhat overwhelmed, and some courts are doing a better job trying to accommodate this and move going forward, other than just you know generally uh, uh, continuing cases and delaying everything just across the board. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of those specific examples today. But you, you mentioned, um, you know, due process uh, being impacted, and um, I know in our initial conversation you had some concern about the uh, impact of the system of justice we're used to in terms of speedy trial and things of that sort. Um, boy, we're, we're starting to see um, some real impact to some of the real basics of the of the justice system in, in all of this, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are, and, and it, it's scary and. It's not just the, the, the criminal justice system itself, but it's our rights mm-hmm. across the board. I mean, it may be very obvious when somebody's speedy trial rights are suspended because you have that, um, you know, the order that's, that's issued and everybody can see that. But, you know, there's, there's simple things that, that, you know, many Americans value that have been suspended as well along with this, and there have been no due process considerations there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, without getting into it, there's uh, the Illinois General Assembly isn't even in session. Um, you know, I, I, I can criticize some of the governor's moves, but at least he's he's available and he and he's yeah. and he's doing his job. And the and the the legislature itself, who should be listening to constituents and and trying to help the governor and and you know give suggestions and what the constituents need, um, that's not being done. So. You know, I, it, it, it bothers me across the board that we, we are losing our rights, we, we have no representation, and there's no end in sight. 
and and you know the the other branch of the government of course is is the uh judiciary and let's talk about that um because you you mentioned at the beginning that there are some uh different levels of performance you're seeing different things and I know there's a story this week about a I think it was a felony plea being conducted in Kane County and they they used you know video technology I believe they used uh, you know, the Zoom platform uh were you familiar with what they did and any initial thoughts on on how that went well, yeah, and I did look into that case a little bit, and it doesn't surprise me that Kane County is taking this approach. Uh, Chief Judge uh, Clint Hull out there, he's one of those, I think, that's taking a very active approach, and he's trying to um, do what he can to uh, get these cases uh, moving along on his call, uh, or mm-hmm. on all the court calls, as best they can. So one of the things they did in this this case that, that we're looking at, I don't want to bring up a defendant's name, but there was a... Um, um, a first-time uh, drug offender, it was a small amount of cocaine, I believe, found in the, in the defendant's wallet. They had worked out a, an agreement with the prosecutor's office for, uh, and I don't know exactly the details, but I'm assuming it's some sort of task probation where he would serve a certain amount of time um, on probation, uh, do some community service, I think, um, get drug treatment, and then at the end of his case, the case would be considered dismissed and expungable. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good outcome and one that the defendant didn't want to wait for. Yeah. So I, well, I think what it. happened with everybody – go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I say that the timing is, is you know, a critical part of that. As you said, the defendant didn't want to wait, and in this particular case didn't have to wait. Right, and there was no need to wait. I mean, justice mm-hmm. was served by getting this agreement entered. So one of the keys there, I mean, the defendant had to request a video hearing to enter the plea, so it's at the defendant's request – and both of the sides must agree, so prosecutor and defense agree. Um, so, again, everybody, it's fair to everybody involved. Um, you know, but they, it, with those assurances and, and all the paperwork being done and all, everybody's, you know, rights on, on available online, they got this done. I thought it was a, a novel approach and, 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 you know, clever and what we expect, uh, you know, Americans to do in this kind of climate mm-hmm. is, is – um, innovate and and get yep. past this, and that's what we saw here. There's some innovation going on, and I think that um, with this being successful, you know, the, the judge Clint Hall can look at other things like this, and he has done other other um, provisions as well. He issued other orders. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. uh, on return dates for DUIs. Instead of having to go to court to see the judge to show proof of you know, counseling and community service and paid your fines, they're allowing people to just pay their fines and not have to go back to court. So, you know, things like community service where people are having a hard time getting that done, they're waiving it. They're saying, just pay your fines, stay out of trouble, and we're going to finish your case. And that's something that a reasonable provision that they're trying to do to get these cases moving along. Well, what, what about the uh, the use of technology in, in conducting cases uh, with video conferencing? You you mentioned it last time when we talked and thought maybe, you know, some simple misdemeanor cases. This was a felony. Now that Kane County has shown they can do this, do you think other jurisdictions might start to pick up on it as well? Well, yeah, I, and I don't see why not. The technology is, is available for everybody. I mean, this is part of the lockdown is people are, are able to, to do a, uh, quite a bit of work from home. So mm-hmm. this technology is there. Um and for things like this where everybody agrees, I don't see a reason why not. Um, I, now, I can see things that you wouldn't want to. Like um, if you're doing an evidentiary hearing and you want to pay attention to what a, a witness is saying on the stand, 
I think that's critical to have that in court to where a judge can assess the credibility of the witness and a a lawyer can conduct uh, a full uh, interrogation of that witness. And it's it's one of those things that you may lose something on video for something like that where you really Mm -hmm. need to be present in the room, I think. But, so, you know, that, you know from, from your point of view, would, would, would you consider cases then doing them via video under certain circumstances? You'd be open to that? I'm absolutely open to it, Jim. And here's the, the one question I have. Is it, is it in my client's best interest to have it or not? And if it serves mm-hmm. my client's interest, then I will be willing to do it. And if it doesn't, then, I, then, I, then I'm not interested in that. Um, and as long as, you know, we have to protect the defendant's rights in this. And, you know, the defendants are entitled to public hearings. You know, so we, it's a, as long as the hallmarks of, of fairness are there, I, and, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Well, it's a, certainly a, a change in what you've experienced over your career, but um, something that we, we, we certainly want to continue talking about. We're talking today to uh, Defense Attorney James Dore of Lavelle Law, um, and we had a conversation last month um, regarding the COVID-19 pandemic and how it was going to impact the criminal justice system. We're starting to see that play out now over the last month, so we're kind of getting a, a refresh on it. We're only going to cover a portion of the topic in these conversations, and you have uh, more specific questions. You just give James a call at 847-705-7555. And uh, plenty of information on a lot of different topics, past articles, dozens of podcasts, videos, all available at lavellelaw.com. And uh, you'll, you'll get a great insight into a number of different topics uh, regarding criminal defense and other aspects of the law. Um, in terms of um, you mentioned the, the particular client who, who wanted to get their court case handled, they wanted to move things along. Um, have you heard of anything in terms of challenges from defendants or their attorneys regarding uh, the infringement of their right to a speedy trial? Has there been any pushback or, or um, challenges of any sort, or is that, do you think, yet to come? No, no, it, it's definitely happening. Uh, when we talk about that speedy trial rights that people have, um, you're talking about uh, defendants who are in custody in a lot of these cases. And it, those are those are people that... Their, their attorney's going to be demanding trial, and if they're not getting those those trials within that, that time frame that they're supposed to have that, that's a ripe issue. That'll be ripe for appeal, mm-hmm. and, and I, know, I, I know one attorney in particular had a motion running on that, that very uh, issue. He had one running in DuPage and one in, in Kane County. But when his case came up in DuPage County, they uh, released him from custody, so they didn't have that issue anymore. So that's how they, the, the prosecutors got around that one. They just asked that they modified his bond so he could get released, and then they had more time to get him to a trial. So that's how they got around that one. I'm anxious to see how his Kane County motion turned out, um, but it, it, there are some lawyers out there that are that are putting the pressure on the system and are saying, you know, our clients' rights are being uh, denied here. They're being denied due process of law, and you know, it, 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 they're, they're filing motions that are appropriate to it. Yeah, and and what about um, you had mentioned just to go back to it, uh, you know, people who had been partially through a system, maybe they had to finish some community service, um, or or to have some other counseling tasks. Um, so just refresh me on that. You mentioned then that those are sort of being dismissed as long as there are no other uh, infractions of any sort. That's kind of just going by the wayside now, and things are being closed out. Is that the right interpretation? Right, right. I think what they're doing instead of having people come back to court to tell the judge that they've done their counseling, did their community service, and paid their fines, well, they realize that people aren't going to be able to come back and say they've done these things if 
everything's shut down. You can't do your community service. So what they've done is they've waived that, they waived those those requirements on their return date, and waived the actual the, the appearance of the defendant as long as their fines have been paid. So, again, I encourage anybody with an active case like this, talk to your lawyer, check the check the, the with the system, the, the county system where your case is active, to see what the most recent court orders are. But there may be some things you could take advantage of. So you, you want to talk to your lawyer and say, hey, you know, I'm having trouble, like in that instance, I'm having trouble getting my community service done. What can I do? In well, that case, the lawyer can say, hang on, what's your case? When you do in court, this is what we need to do. And uh, we, we just don't know how long this is going to last. We have concerns about that, um, and obviously there's health concerns, of course, that go along with it. We have to we have to recognize that. But uh, you you and I don't have a crystal ball. But just in terms of what you have seen and some of this innovation, any any thoughts for what we might see in the the weeks ahead now in terms of how courts begin to adapt and try and prevent a huge backlog from developing? <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting, Jim. That's all I can say on this. <laughs> A little right. messy. Uh, it, we're getting gotta, we got to get back to business as usual, and that's going to be a while for the courts because the simple things like jury trials, we they don't know when they're going to be able to get full juries into courts to accommodate all the jury trials. So I know on one of my cases, I'm not even targeting earlier than September in DuPage County for a jury trial because that's when I've been told we can expect a jury at the earliest is after August. So it, to back to business as usual, it's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while, Jim. All right. Well, that means you and I are going to have to get together and continue these conversations. I appreciate the time today and always look forward to having the chance to talk to Attorney James Dore. And we'll monitor, as we always do, other things going on in the world of uh, not only uh, criminal law, but uh, some of the things associated with the Constitution and some of our uh, rights and liberties. That's really what we talk about here. So we'll manage that and look forward to conversations coming up in the weeks ahead. Again, if you uh, want more information, go ahead and give James a call, 847-705-7555. And you can always check in at lavellelaw.com. Plenty of uh, archived podcasts and articles there. James, thanks for being here. To everyone listening, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.